when I first became uh, really involved in my faith, the reason I got involved as a Catholic was because of other people. There were, I, I was very lucky in college that I met a couple of people, and even after that, as I became a focused missionary, uh, and then into my seminary years, I always thought if only the world was so blessed, if more people knew the men and women that I knew, I always thought everyone would be a devout Catholic. Because they were such amazing people. They were intelligent and wise and loving, self-sacrificial, amazing people. One of the things that happens though sometimes, right, is that as time passes, you can see people's clay feet. Right? None of us can be God. None of us is perfect. Father Brady's getting there, but he's getting close. But none of us can be that. <clears throat> I remember one time when I was at the CU, my Bible study leader, I was so impressed with his knowledge of Scripture. And what happens, we met every Wednesday, and we would go out into the, the street because there was like no traffic on it, and we'd like throw the football or the Frisbee. And we'd do that for like, I don't know, a half hour or so. And at some point, John would go into the place where we met, and he'd say, hey, I've got to get ready for Bible study, so I'm going to look at a few things. And so he'd go in, and then we'd have Bible study for like an hour and a half or two hours. And I was so blown away by his knowledge of Scripture. It just, it like, blew my mind. And I, I remember asking him questions. I'd be like, John, how did you know this? And he would say, well, you know, you study, and, and you learn this about the Scripture and that. And years later, when I became a missionary, I found out that he was using canned Bible studies that were pre-written. I was like, you are going to answer to God. <laughs> I was like devastated. I was like, you liar. Like, I feel so betrayed. But he really did. He actually had a tremendous knowledge of Scripture. Uh, but one of the points, sometimes in life, we actually see deeper things in that, Right? People who we love and we admire, uh, sometimes we see their clay feet. And the I want to make just two simple points today. The first simple point I want to make is, why are you a Catholic? Why are you a Catholic? God gives us, all of us need people in our lives who can live Christianity for us. That Rich Mullins quote is so good here. He says, I am a Christian not because someone explained the nuts and bolts of Christianity to me. He says, I am a Christian because there were people who were willing to be nuts and bolts. We all need that. We need people who can live the gospel for us, who we can look at them and say, that's what Christianity is. And I feel so lucky to have those people in my life. But eventually, what has to happen, brothers and sisters, if you're going to be a mature Catholic, if you're going to be an uh, adult in your faith, that has to grow so that your faith rests completely on Jesus. It has to get there. The scandal of Catholicism is that God shares his authority with sinful, broken human beings. And our second reading today is from 1 Peter And I hope you heard the end of that reading, that the very last line of that reading, uh, 
St. Peter says this. He says, you were strained like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. And of course, what Peter means by that is he means God. God is our shepherd. Now he gives, he shares that mission with the priests of his church. The word pastor, I'm the pastor of Our Lady of Lords. I actually don't like saying that very much because I feel intimidated by it. The word pastor is just a Latin word that means shepherd. And I do my best, but I, I fall short, right? More people leave the Catholic Church, brothers and sisters. Well, they leave for all sorts of reasons. But one of the main reasons people leave our church is because they don't like their priest. They have a negative experience of their priest. And they say, oh, I'm not going to be Catholic. Or maybe they have a bad experience with the bishop. You know, bishops are the shepherds of the diocese. The bishop's staff, right, it's a shepherd's staff. That's what he carries. And in this reading today, really interestingly, I think this is why Archbishop chose today for the, the appeal. It says, you were strained like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and guardian. The word guardian there in Greek is episkopos. Literally means bishop. Here's my point. I became a Catholic because there were people who lived the gospel for me. And I saw something in them incredible. But as I grew in my life, and today, brothers and sisters, I am not a Catholic for any priest. I am not a Catholic for any bishop. I am not a Catholic for any pope. I am a Catholic because Jesus Christ founded the Catholic Church. And I trust him and I love him. And he founded one church, not many, one. And I don't know where all of you are at in your faith, but brothers and sisters, at some point, if you're going to be a mature Catholic, priests, bishops, and popes, we're all broken. None of us are God. We're all sinners and we need God. And if you're going to be a mature Catholic, you need to come to a place in your faith where you're a Catholic because of him. Because Jesus is the foundation of the church. He is the good shepherd. He's the one shepherd. He is the one head. And there are good priests and there are bad priests and there's every shade in between. But a priest is only good insofar as he reflects Christ. And that's my prayer for you all. I hope you like me. It's never, no one, you know, all priests hope that their prisoners like them. But I hope you're not a Catholic because of me. I hope you're a Catholic for Jesus. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two is very simple. By the way, you know, Catholics are people of gratitude. You've heard me say this. I want to give you something to be grateful for. I gave the worst homily of my life at the last Mass. This is, a new, this is a new homily. You should be grateful. <laughs> it was painful. Um, but humility is a great teacher, so um, suffering teaches you to change. 
Here's the second point. So simple, brothers and sisters. Two words today about this Sunday. Today's Mass is the Mass of the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd. And I just very simply want you to think about this. So many of the problems that Christianity has encountered in the modern world, what they boil down to at the end of the day is people wonder, is God really good? Is he really good? Jesus, are you really a good shepherd? If you go to a church and they just talk about, hey, we're all going to heaven, that's great. The times that we question God's goodness is when we suffer. That's when people leave their faith. When you go through hard times of suffering and you wonder why. And you say, God, where are you? And Jesus, are you, are you really good? Sometimes it's also about his rules. The laws that Christ gives, right, again, he is the good shepherd, not me, not Archbishop Aquila, not Father Brady, not Pope Francis. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Do you listen to his voice? Do you ever, you know, remember when you were a kid and you like, you'd ask your, your dad if you could go out and borrow the car and he was like, absolutely not, so you went to mom? Do you do that in your faith? Some Catholics, they go looking around, they go looking for, you know, where's the easiest answer I can find? The only answer we should look for is what Christ gives. If he really is God, if he rose from the dead, Jesus, you're the only one whose voice matters. And our lives have to be bound up in that. But are you good? We question sometimes the, the rule that Jesus gives us can be so hard. Lord, how can I follow this? How can I live the life you've called me to? In our psalm today, Psalm 23, you all know that. That's that famous, it's the most famous psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside the quiet waters, he leads me. He restores my soul. And that all sounds wonderful, doesn't it? That's what I want. Green pastures, quiet waters. My soul to be restored. But listen to the next verse. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, if we follow God, brothers and sisters, and even if we don't, all of us are going to walk through that valley. All of us go through times in life where we're just suffering. We feel like we're in darkness. And we wonder, is life good? Is God good? Why do I experience the things that I do? Why is life so hard? I was with some friends last night, and uh, they have a, a number of small children. And they were like, I was like, how's your life going? And they're like, we're just perpetually tired. You know, we just never sleep. And I was like, man, I'm such a chump. I'm like, I guess priesthood is really easy. Thank God for celibacy. Okay. Um, but they were feeling that. Just the weight of things. Life is so hard. And all of us have to wrestle with that. And brothers and sisters, this is the second point today is you have to wrestle with that. 
And no one can answer this for you. Only you can do this in the inner recesses of your heart. You're the only one who can wrestle with God and you can say to Jesus, Lord, are you really good? Are you good? I know you're powerful, but are you good? Do you really love us and desire what is best for us? In our gospel today, John chapter 10, there's that famous line, the last line we heard today in John 10 is, I've come that they might have life and have it abundantly. But the next verse where it cuts off, it's fascinating where the church chooses to end readings. Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. How do we know if God's good? Lord, how do we know if you're really good? Because sometimes you lead us through hard paths and dark places. And here's how he answers. He says, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hireling and not a shepherd, whose own, sheep are, whose own the sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. Right? How do we know of God? How do we know if we're good? How do we know if you're good, God? Just look at a crucifix. Whatever you're going through in your life, right? All of us have such sorrows we encounter. But Jesus has been there. Jesus didn't simply say, hey, follow my commandments, there's heaven afterwards. He entered into the depths of our suffering and he laid down his life for his sheep. So why do we still encounter suffering? I want to leave you with one last thought today. You all know that it, when, when all else fails, go to the Greek. Jesus talks to you, he says, I came that they might have life. And I love this. In the New Testament, in the Greek, there's a number of different words for life. One of them is bios, which is where we get the word biology. Jesus doesn't use that word today. When he says, I came that they might have life, he doesn't say bios. God doesn't merely want us to have more days. That's a good thing, but that's not it. Jesus uses the word zoane. If you ever meet someone named Zoe, their name means life. But it means divine life. Right? The life that God wants to give you, brothers and sisters, is not one day after another. It's not just more time. It's not just biological life. It's supernatural life. And think about that with me for just one second. You know those moments? Remember, you know those days you have? And you, you don't even know how to put words to it. All we can ever say is we, when everything goes right and life is good and you know you're blessed and you know you don't deserve it, by the way, when your homily comes together, it's like, love you. <laughs> and you don't know why, and someone loves you, and you don't know why they love you. That's Zoane. It's the very beginning of Zoane. 
The eternal life God wants to give you is not just one day after another. Heaven is not one day after another. Heaven is that fullness where you just feel so full of life. And Jesus wants to give that to you so badly that he'll lead you through darkness to get you there. There's something worth suffering for. He is the good shepherd. And if you're suffering in this life, and if you haven't, brothers and sisters, you will. But God leads us through suffering because there's eternal life on the other side. So Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, when we suffer, we don't know why. We don't know how to get through it sometimes, and I don't know how to get through it. But Lord, give us that love that trusts in you because you laid your life down for us. And Jesus, we know to the depths of our heart that you are the good shepherd.